My brothers and sisters in the Lord, every Christmas night, long after gifts were exchanged and the dishes were washed, my grandparents would gather us together to look at old family photographs. Some of them neatly stowed in albums, others waiting patiently in shoeboxes. Those photos always brought back memories, along with laughter and tears. They brought to mind treasured remembrances of persons and events near and dear to our hearts. In the Gospel today, we read once again of that wondrous night when Mary gave birth to Jesus, our Savior. There were no smartphones with cameras to capture Mary's lovely smile and her tears of joy. No lens caught the tenderness and concern of St. Joseph for Mary and Jesus. There were no videos of the shepherds keeping watch or the angels singing. Indeed, there was no need for a camera. For the Lord's birth and all the mysterious events surrounding it impressed themselves deeply in Mary's heart. The Gospel tells us that Mary treasured all these things in her heart. More than once, my friends, when describing events in the life of Jesus, the Gospels observe that Mary kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. But what does that phrase really mean? Does it mean simply that Mary enjoyed thinking about the past? Does it mean that simply Mary enjoyed reflecting on the past? My brothers and sisters in the Lord, this phrase means so much more. Naturally, Mary's heart cherished memories of the beautiful face of her son, the loving concern of St. Joseph, and the amazement of the shepherds. Yet there was much more going on in the depths of Mary's being. Her heart was unblemished by sin and was completely attuned to God's plan. In fact, her heart was so filled with grace by the Holy Spirit that the saving events in the life of Christ remained alive, real, and active in her. As Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI said of our Blessed Mother, her humble and simple heart was ever pondering the mystery of Jesus in whom she adored the presence of God and his redeeming love. You see, my friends, the church is modeled on the Blessed Virgin Mary. Like Mary, the church has a heart and a soul in which she treasures the living presence of Jesus and all that he did to save us. Filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the church doesn't merely recall what Jesus said and did to save us. Rather, whenever we gather to hear God's word and to celebrate the sacraments, we tap into the church's living memory in such a way that we can actually encounter Christ and share in all he said and did to save us. So you see, when the church celebrates the Eucharist in memory of Jesus, she is not simply recalling what happened at the Last Supper or at Calvary. Rather, the church remembers and proclaims those events. And as she does so, those events become real and present, available to us in our times. We might say, my dear friends, that in the Mass, we become actors in the unfolding drama of our salvation. We become living witnesses to the birth of Jesus, we become the audience to whom he preaches and the subjects of his miracles. 
We find ourselves standing beneath the cross and peering into the empty tomb with a reality and a joy that words and memories alone cannot capture. You see, my dear friends, as we continue to reflect, this is why the Second Vatican Council calls the Eucharist the source and summit of the Christian life, for it makes all that Christ has done to save us present, real, and alive for you and for me. And so what then do Mary's memory and the church's memory have to do with our memory? How does the pure heart of Mary pondering Jesus touch our hearts? How does the church's living memory of Christ's death and resurrection affect what is in my heart and yours, in my memory and yours? To answer this question, let me tell you a little bit about my own memory, and then let's see if it resonates with your own experience. I sometimes think of my memory as a lot like being an Amazon distribution center. It is filled with all kinds of things. Some are beautiful and valuable. Others are useful. Still others are enchanting and good-natured. And some at last are cheap and tawdy. All day long, I am producing things from my storehouse of memories. Sometimes I am surprised by the nobility and goodness of what comes forth, but at other times I am disappointed by the poor quality of what comes from my heart. Now imagine, my brothers and sisters, if you or I had to clean out a huge storehouse single-handedly of everything that was of poor quality. We couldn't do it by ourselves, could we? For one thing, we'd have a hard time judging what to keep and what to throw away. For another, we'd be overwhelmed by the enormity of the task. Well, you see, my friends, our hearts are a lot like a storehouse, a warehouse. There's an awful lot in them. We'd like to clean them out, especially as this new year begins. But we don't know where to start. Or do we? It seems to me, my brothers and sisters, that the place to begin is Mary's pure and sinless heart which became, in turn, the model or exemplar of the church's heart, filled with the light of the Holy Spirit and alive with the presence of Jesus. We take part in Holy Mass, we listen to God's Word, we go to confession, we seek to be active members of the church, we do these things because our faith teaches us that the Mass and the sacraments are the means by which our hearts, our memories, like that of Mary and the church, are filled with the Holy Spirit. And it is the Spirit who purifies our hearts so that they become more like Christ's heart. Listen again to the words of St. Paul addressed to the Galatians. God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. This is how our hearts are filled, my friends, with the living presence and goodness of Christ. And we know that the task of clearing out our own hearts is so monumental that we dare not do it alone, but rather join together in helping one another as fellow disciples with Mary, seeking to open our hearts to Christ every single day. As we pray and work together in the church, our hearts are indeed changed, and there comes forth words and deeds, decisions, a demeanor that speaks of Christ, that speaks of peace and humility, goodness and charity and justice. There's a beautiful old prayer 
that captures what I'm trying to say this morning. And the prayer goes something like this. O Jesus, living in Mary, come and live in us, your servants. In the spirit of your holiness, in the fullness of your power, in the perfection of your ways, in the truth of your virtues, in the communion of your mysteries. Overcome every hostile power with your spirit. For the glory of the Father, amen. My brothers and sisters, as we begin this new year, let us ask for the intercession of our Blessed Mother to truly clean out our own hearts of all that is not of God, because only then can we be like Mary. Only then, my friends, can we truly say with her, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done unto me according to thy word. A very blessed new year to you all.